So friends, sometimes I think to myself, maybe I need a hobby, right? I think about that word and I think that just means that I need to find something really useful and enjoyable to do in my free time. So yesterday as I was taking my walk, I was thinking, is that really what I feel like I need to do? I want to talk a little bit about free time and hobbies today. Hey friends, welcome to Badass Midlife, a podcast for women in midlife to help reboot your mindset, challenge limiting thoughts and beliefs, and give you inspiration to do midlife like a badass. We'll share real life stories and tips that are perfect for where you are now. Enjoy the show. Okay, so for me, the word hobby has kind of a weird negative tag on it. I think of crochet, I think of just old people stuff. I don't really think of fun, exciting things as a hobby. So the more I thought about this and the more I continue to hear that it's super important in midlife to have hobbies, I ran across a quote and I think it's really, really awesome. It says, you need three hobbies, one to keep you creative, one to keep you in shape, and one to make you money. I love that because to me, that made it all of a sudden seem completely different. So let's kind of look at those one by one. So one hobby to keep you creative. This for me really came to light during COVID because I never ever had time to be creative and tap into my wonderful right brain that loves to write, that loves to do things on the computer and create images and things like that. So for me during COVID, I was able to really learn what it meant to have a creative hobby. I just used all of my time for that. So I really want to encourage you to think, what is it that you could do that stimulates that creative bug in you? Because that in and of itself is so important for the midlife mind. We do start to have challenges with our memory, with you know the firing, the syntaxes of our brain, and just staying really sharp and so things like a creative hobby do fire a different part of your brain so creativity is completely different than analytical thought and so when you are painting drawing um, writing in your journal um, creating jewelry just doing something that that's really creative that you enjoy imagine that your brain a different part of it is lighting up and being stimulated. And that's really good for us as we get older. It's so good for us. So I challenge you to think about what is it that you used to do when you were a little girl that was creative? Did you always draw on the sidewalk with sandstone or sidewalk chalk? Like we didn't have sidewalk chalk when I was growing up, but I always would find sandstone uh, rocks in the landscaping and I would just draw on the cement like it was just I just love to do that I also was exploring in the rocks for fossils I don't know what this where this came from when I tell people today that I thought I wanted to be an archaeologist they're like 
what what are you talking about? What even is that? But I loved that. I loved looking in this river rock and finding rocks that had these little um, indentations of different things and and trying to figure out wow was this was this an arrowhead like what was this what is this uh shape on here just that whole idea of thinking really creatively into what I was doing was for me it was just like brain food I was just loving that and so kind of today sort of the equivalent of that would just be I think research you know for me I'm I'm just a a lover of learning chronic learner I want to research everything I want to read more and more if I am interested in a topic I just want to read and read and read about it um I love to hear success stories of people, especially in midlife and how they started something new. Um, Maybe they failed a few times. Maybe they just pivoted. Maybe they're just doing something so unbelievably cool that it's so inspiring. And then it just makes me want to research more and do more, you know, to, to kind of figure out like, how did they do that? What does it take? Could I do that? I love that. So Having a creative hobby to me is life-giving. I think that a lot of us get so stuck in our day-to-day routine, in our job, that we really are almost sad about the fact that we don't have a creative hobby. Not everyone is the same on the creativity scale, but the idea of having a creative hobby is for everyone. You definitely need whatever little bit of creative hobby you can find you need that it it's completely valuable in the strengthening of your mind and your memory as you go through midlife so whatever that thing was when you were a little girl that you loved to do my my Nona, my grandma used to teach me how to crochet so I was uh, crocheting for a while when I was in about second or third grade, we would have story time. And I remember that teacher I had liked to do macrame hanging baskets. So then suddenly I became obsessed with learning how to make a macrame hanging basket with that, whatever that twine, I guess it's called macrame string. I don't know. But I know now that when I look back, I loved to do things that were creative that type of thing. I also love to paint. I would buy um, little um, painting tablets and watercolors. And when I had time at home after school, I would just paint uh, a really poorly um, executed sunset or something like that. But the point was that my right brain just constantly needed that and then as I got older like all those things kind of just went away and I bet that when you think about that uh, for yourself you know a lot of those things go away we just can't fit them into our lives and so we're always thinking of the excuse you know well I just don't have time or how could I possibly do that now I don't have the space to do that Um, where do you even find that stuff to do that right so it's the equivalent of you know my dog at my homework like we are brilliant at making excuses for why we don't have time to go back find what that thing is challenge ourselves to kind of reignite that fire and pull it back into your life even just a little bit 
You know, did you like to go to the lake? Were you a skier? Were you a skater? What is the thing that you can pull back into your life in midlife and have a wonderful creative hobby? Just think about it. Sometimes it takes time. You sit down with a journal and you just think, I want to go through some of the years when I was in grade school, elementary school, junior high, whatever, high school, when I think about what was I really interested in? Were you really interested in Uh, photography? Were you a creative writer? What was it that now you no longer can seem to fit into your life? Because when you look back and you really journal about that, you can find those little nuggets of things that you realize you have kind of left behind. So I encourage you to kind of sit down and really journal about what is What are those things that you used to love to do that little by little have dimmed and now they're just way back in the rearview mirror and and find them and try to see if you can incorporate them into your life. Next thing is you need a hobby that keeps you in shape. This one, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a person that makes being fit a priority and women, friends, I got to tell you, this is not a good strategy. It is not proven to be a good strategy for me. Um, I'm going to be perfectly transparent. I gained 35 pounds uh, when I had my hysterectomy um, over 10 years ago, and it's been nearly impossible to figure out what exactly is the game plan to get this off. And so when you do a lot of different things and they are not successful to get you to your goal, it's super frustrating. And so I definitely get it. I mean, uh, for me, it's been a continual battle and I am always trying new things and my body's probably going, whoa, whoa, like, can you stick to something? I get that, right? But I know now that it isn't just about obviously for how I look. Now more and more things are starting to happen where I think, oh damn, uh, I need something that keeps me in shape to be a priority in my life and make it an actual hobby. So anything that we want to do to make it into a hobby, all, all we're saying is discover what it is that you like and then create a habit around it. Your creative hobby, for example, it doesn't have to happen every day. It can happen once a week. You can have a special time on Saturday where you're just like, on Saturdays, I'm going to do my painting or I'm going to make these bracelets or I'm going to write a few chapters of this book, like dedicate time to it so that it becomes a habit. The same thing with a hobby that helps keep you in shape. It's going to pay off, obviously, in the way you look and More importantly, I've just started to have this excruciating hip pain. And here I am in my 50s and I'm thinking, what is actually going on with this hip? Like I used to hear hip pain. I don't even tell anybody that I have hip pain because I thought that was just for people that were 70 and older. I don't know why. I don't know why this is happening. I was doing Tabata and doing it pretty consistently. And then all of a sudden, one day I wake up and I cannot, uh, I can't really move this hip. Like it's just all really shooting pain. It's going across the back of my butt cheek and it's going to my spine. Like I was just, what is happening? And so it's been going on now for like three weeks. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's actually happening. 
my hip hurts. I don't want to tell anybody. I work with a lot of really young people where I work my day job and so embarrassing. I already am dreading like we're going to have to travel soon. And I'm thinking I, I won't be able to keep up in the airport. And I'm going to have to be that person that says, uh, you know, my hip hurts. I've already decided what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that I hurt my back when I was with my personal trainer <laughs> because that sounds so much better. Uh, no, just kidding. I'm not going to lie about it. But the point is. If we don't decide to make this a priority, these little things crop up out of nowhere. And then guess what? It's really hard to go back and fix it because sometimes the damage is done. Our bodies just don't heal in the same way. So in this little hobby section, I have made a gigantic decision. I reached out to an actual personal trainer that is really close to my house and I'm going to start next week. So Tuesday, I have my first one hour session with her. I'm so excited. I'm going to commit to doing this. It is one of these programs that you do um, strength training and it's two times a week for 20 or 30 minutes. I can't remember if it's 20 or 30 minutes. And there's someone with you and you're increasing your strength and stamina, you know, each passing week. It's It looks really amazing. It's got great reviews and I'm really excited. I'm going to make it a habit. This place opens at, I think, 7 a.m. So look how easy that is. I can literally go for my early morning walk two times a week, go from my walk right over to the trainer, do 20 minutes there and still shower, get ready for work. And even if I have to start commuting back to the city, I'm still good to go. So this is something again where, yeah, you might be walking or yeah, you might be whatever. Great for you if you if you already are doing this or you have a Wednesday night Zumba class or whatever it is. So great for you. And I think that that's awesome. And I hate that I haven't created that habit or this hobby yet. Um, but I'm fully committed now and it's just really upsetting that it took this doggone hip pain to get me to realize that the time is now. So whatever it is that you like to do, um, try to again look at those things that you used to enjoy. Maybe when you were in high school you were in track and maybe you need to look at being a runner again before your body just says, uh-uh, no more running for you, right? I see uh, women and men older, you know, oh, way older than me. And they're still like jogging around my neighborhood. And I'm like, wow, how are you doing that? Well, they are doing it because they've always done it or they have started this hobby. And I remember many years ago, I never, ever thought I would be a runner. And then all of a sudden I tried it. I did like little short stints between running, walking, running, walking until I was able to run three miles. This is crazy. When I think of that now, I'm like, how did you do that? But I loved saying that I was a runner and I loved being a runner. And when they talk about runners high, it's true. Once you do it, you become addicted. You want to get out there. You cannot wait to get out there. It just does something for you. It just releases all this wonderful energy and you just feel like you are craving it on the days that you're not doing it so um, I don't do that now again I have this dumb hip pain now so we'll see what happens with that but I have talked to my girls and my sister about you know 
maybe I will kind of start doing that again as a part of this routine, even if I just run once a week or whatever. So maybe you guys, you know, you did that in high school or maybe you enjoyed dance or maybe you enjoyed weight training or basketball or tennis, whatever it is. Again, this is about creating a healthy habit that then is a hobby. So rather than call it a hobby, and like me, you don't want to have that bad uh, squirrely connotation around it, just create this habit of good health uh, for yourself because it definitely will pay off. And then finally, a hobby that makes you money. Now the sky's the limit here in terms of what do you think that you can do that can make you money. I was part of a big group coaching program um, last fall during COVID and I really enjoyed it and it really lit a fire in me to do some life coaching, to do uh, some writing. I just didn't know where I wanted to go. I just was going in all these different directions and I can't really say that making money at it was my goal. It was more of discovering what my value is. What is it that I can leave behind that has value? And for me, this really came to light again during this whole you know walk I was having where I was trying to figure out, oh, do I need a hobby? I was realizing that do I really feel like my day-to-day life is contributing? Am I doing something of value? Do do I matter? You know, do do the things that I do make a difference? And I try really hard to think that, yes, of course they do, because when you're at a job, of course you're making a difference. You're helping people. Whatever it is you're doing, your job is valuable, right? And so I do feel that in a sense, but there's always this part of me that's like, I just think that there's value and gifts that we all have that we are not even tapping into when we are bogged down with these pesky day jobs. <laughs> no, I'm not having you quit your day job. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but the idea of tapping into something that uh, you think might be able to contribute to your life, to your lifestyle financially, is definitely something to try and pursue. I think it's hugely valuable. I've been saying I'm working on this book. It's almost done. I'm super excited. I don't expect uh, to become a millionaire from this book. I don't even know if and one copy will sell. I'm hoping. Um, it's really good, by the way. Um, but that's not really the point, you know? Like, it became my creative outlet, but it's also got that component, right? So if the book is inspiring to enough people and if the book can become a series, for example, and I can become somewhat of a thought leader on some of those ideas of women in midlife and and empty nest and post-divorce and all those things, then I do think that it could monetize at some point. I'm not looking at it to be like the thing that's gonna happen right away. It's definitely the long game. I love writing, I love podcasting, but it's the long game, right? It's not something that's going to be like, oh, you're going to make a million dollars. I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't even know that it ever will, but it's definitely not going to happen fast. But the idea that it's a possibility is good enough for me because I do have a good job. I do enjoy my job, but the idea that you can take something that you're really passionate about that you enjoy and then monetize it, of course you would want to do that. So again, just like when you were looking into the 
exercise, the health uh, hobby, and then the creative hobby, when you're looking at something you can monetize, it could be even in one of those categories. It could be something that is your creative passion, or it could be something else. Because the idea is generally that we all have more than one thing that we can give value to the world with. We all have more than one thing. And so there's just some things that we just, uh, that we really can't monetize, right? But that we're super, super, we really enjoy. And then there's other things that, yeah, we could actually turn around and monetize this thing. You know, maybe like my sister is such a phenomenal cook right? She, I am telling her all the time, my, my girls and I are getting her set up with a little YouTube channel so that she can share that gift with the world. Could it monetize for her? Absolutely. Is it also a creative hobby for her? Yes. It's not her only creative gift, but it's something that she loves that she could possibly monetize. So it's about finding those things in your life that just really trip your trigger but that you can also monetize because having this little extra hobby that could possibly do that, there is a lot of really psychological, uh, psychologically positive value in having an exchange of money for something that you do. It feels really, really good. Just like we love to get our paycheck for our job, this is even more personal right? Because we kind of are like, yeah, well, they have to pay me because I'm doing my job. But when you have something that you are doing, a gift you're sharing with the world, something you're showing off, something you're creating, you're making, um, that you are blazing a trail about, something unique, when you can exchange that for money, there is huge value in that personally personally, it feels so good. You're like, wow, somebody paid me for a thing that is just me. It's not about my boss. It's not about, you know, anyone growing their own business uh, based on your work. It's you having an exchange with someone else just 100% based on something you did. And we know that we have those gifts and those talents. And it's just about finding it and just starting slow. And believing in yourself that you can definitely do that. So I am a huge fan now of hobbies because I've just considered them now to be habits. You need a health-focused habit, you need a creative habit, and you need something that you can possibly monetize. So you need a money-making habit. And if we can incorporate these three areas into our normal lives, I think it's going to be very positive for our mindset. It's going to help keep our brains very stimulated because it's going to do activity. It's going to fire up those creative juices. It's going to um, give you that positive feeling of an, an exchange of money for something that you are good at. All those things are so positive for us. And so don't think that because we're in midlife that we have to continue to follow along the same track. Start a new track. Look back. Really think about what it is that makes you feel great in all three of these areas and see if you can start a habit in each of them. All right, ladies, that is all I have for today. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. 
friends, if you enjoy the Badass Midlife Podcast, please leave me a five-star review and tell your friends to take a listen too. I hope you also check out the Badass Midlife community, which will be resuming again this summer with monthly gabs on fun midlife topics and special guests on all the juicy midlife things. Go to maryliga.com to find out more. And thanks again for listening.